Welcome to Handi Talks with Rajeshwari Kalyanam. Today on our podcast, we have with us Munaf Kapadia, a successful food entrepreneur. He has made his pop-up kitchen into an amazing startup. He has made into the 30 under 30 list of Forbes and he was featured on the cover of their magazine. Recently he has published a book How I Quit Google to Sell Samosas that was published by Harper Collins. We have with us ladies and gentlemen Munaf Kapadia. And you are listening to Handi Talks, a food media company. Thank you so much for being on Handi Talks. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. where the, you have the street food from the bori cuisine and we have had some food festivals here in hyderabad so um, uh, let me tell you you have given it uh, the title of your book as how i quit google to sell samosas but you have not mentioned how exquisite the samosas are so yeah so where did it all start it i remember it started in hyderabad so we take pride in that yes so hyderabad was definitely uh, uh, the first sort of um, that's when my professional life kind of started with my job at google so in that sense it did start at hyderabad uh, uh but the bori kitchen started out of my house so when i moved back from hyderabad to bombay and uh, one fine day i had this small argument with my mother over the tv remote that actually led to this idea that what if mom and i work on a project together to take the food that she makes so well uh and also take advantage of the fact that food from my community is not available outside the community uh so how do we connect these two dots and do something about it and that's how tbk actually started yeah uh, which is all mentioned in a much um, detailed way in the book yes so i think munaf is leaving out the uh, interesting chunks of the the whole conversation between mom and the son uh, but i again going back to the cuisine it's a eight course full uh, menu uh, i mean it's served in a thal a very interesting uh, very culturally uh, rooted uh, kind of uh, cuisine it is so what was the reaction like when people started coming in uh, was it easy for you to bring people to your uh, to your house because at that time it was not such a such a popular idea now you have a lot of cloud kitchens so um also uh, initially the largest the biggest challenge we faced was more on on like personally how comfortable were we with the idea of having people over uh so that was the first challenge uh so even i myself was uncomfortable you know having complete strangers come to my place uh, to eat food uh, in in our personal private space like there was a inhibition that you know what if someone a shady enters our space uh but uh, we dealt with it pretty well so we actually introduced something called the no serial killer policy <laughs> where uh uh we basically said that you can't book a seat at the bori kitchen you have to ask for a seat and when you ask for a seat we'll ask you for some information also about who are you and where do you come from and how did you hear about us and do you know any one of us who are a friend or something on those lines and that automatically started filtering out uh uh, uh you know like anyone who was untoward and before you know it we've been doing it for a couple of years and every single person who's come to my house is phenomenally welcome to come again uh so that's that's how we dealt with i think the first biggest challenge that we faced so from home chef or from a, from a home setting uh, which uh, which is quite popular abroad when you have tourism uh, tourists coming into going to homes and checking out the culture and cuisine mm-hmm. so uh, yeah so from there to making it a professional kitchen um, when did it happen so it's it's a pretty it's, it's a roller coaster journey uh, so in somewhere in the end of 2014 i did my first home dining experience 
uh, towards the end of 2015, I took this very dramatic decision to quit my job at Google. We you don't know, uh, do this full time. And then in 2016, 2017, I went through the journey of actually setting up delivery operations uh, under the brand of the Bori Kitchen, where we uh, we like we painstakingly tried to standardize my mom's recipes. Uh, I I got a team in place, uh, and I went through that entire rigmarole. I found a small little space which I could afford with my savings. Uh, I went through the entire process of figuring out logistics. our own delivery and working with swiggy and zomato so it was it was a crazy journey um and yeah and and then uh, so 2016 i went bankrupt uh, and i was about to shut it down uh, but then uh, this crazy thing happened where uh, i was about to call it quits when i got a call from the guys at forbes and they told me that munaf congratulations you are so impressed by what you are doing that we are putting you on the cover of the magazine uh and that was very embarrassing for me because i was on the verge of shutting things down so because of that i decided hey let's keep it going at least for a few months at least until this magazine comes up uh and uh, thank god that i did because in those few months i i i like had a whole new lease at life a whole new you know sort of approach towards tbk and i actually decided that i need to learn how to make the food that i need to take up accounting again even if i hate it and all of these small small decisions led to like a turn around for tbk our food became better my uh, uh pnl finally started showing green um and 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 that's that kind of marked the turn around for our delivery operations uh, towards the end of 2017 i raised funds for the first time and with that money i scaled up tbk really aggressively so that is sort of the first half of the yes exactly so um before going forward uh, let me ask you uh, when you started i mean today a lot of entrepreneurs of course uh, this last two year from 2020 it has been a bad th- bad phase but before that and uh, i'm sure even through the lockdown there in the food industry especially there have been a lot of uh, new entrepreneurs new home chefs coming in and people scaling up a business despite uh, the downturn in some segments of food food actually so what do you from your learning do you want to share something uh, to them uh, the youngsters who are coming into the business hmm so i'll say this that um uh, the pandemic has been really hard all right on fnb uh, but more specifically on restaurants so anyone who has a big large space and they're paying you know rent and they have overheads and now they can't run their business anymore um uh, for them it's been phenomenally hard uh so what i would suggest is if if anyone out there is looking at fnb is looking at uh, doing something or even um uh, like a home chef out there focus on the fact that there is a like it, it's very interesting what's happened with this pandemic fnb has been the hardest hit but at the same time it's been the one to benefit the most okay so it's been the hardest hit if you're a restaurant and you have a large physical space but if you're a delivery operation uh you might have actually benefited from this pandemic because uh food delivery is really picked up and how so focus on the positive focus on uh, doing deliveries focus on taking this opportunity to actually take advantage of the fact that a lot of people at home want ghar ka khana you know and they want something different to eat and they want to feel like what they're eating is safe and it's a good substitute to cooking at home because they're just they're fed up of cooking at home um so that's how i would approach it uh and uh however dire the circumstances are there is a slight positive spin uh for food entrepreneurs 
Yes. So going back again to your first phase of uh, the success that you've seen, you have you've had uh, the best of Bollywood, best of chefs, celebrity chefs coming and eating at your kitchen. So yeah, yeah that that's great. So can I can I also uh, after that you went in for funding. So can I ask you uh, how much funds were you able to raise uh, at that time, and what helped? Because uh, uh, that is also an important part of uh, uh, kind of scaling up that you have kind of done in the next few years. It's a couple of years. So, um, yes. So, so what helped me raise funds? Yes, help me raise funds. And what yeah. you? What did I do with that? Yeah. What What did you do? Uh, because uh, it's basically right now a lot of uh, people who are going in would like to know how does it work. You know, because especially everyone wants to scale up, and that's what they're looking for. Okay. So. Um, so raising funds was hard but it was a very good experience uh the way i did it is so i took advantage of what was working for the bodhi kitchen which is our pr our brand our our all this curiosity and virality around the brand in bombay and i i went to one of these um uh, sort of venture houses uh venture capital houses it, it was an incubator called venture catalyst and and the founder was a friend so i went to him and i told him about what we were trying to do and he said why don't you make a presentation and i did and in the presentation i literally took everyone through my vision for tbk and one good thing i did in the presentation is i took some uh, samosas which were freshly fried and i made sure everyone in the audience actually got to try those samosas um and yeah before i knew it we were oversubscribed for the money that we wanted and at the same time uh, one smart thing i did is i did not only look for outside investors i also added in uh, people who i knew who were my advisors my acquaintances in the industry and uh, key strategic people who i thought would add value i i wrote them in as well so it was a combination of both these groups of people that put in money and that's how we raised funds and one very important part of raising funds is the role of an investment banker so uh, i had a very close friend i have a very close friend mihir mehta who actually came on board as our ib and he guided me advised me and helped me negotiate the entire funding process he played an invaluable role um yeah so i would advise that to anyone that if you're trying to raise a decent amount of money definitely have an ib on board uh they just they'll really make the process a lot easier for you and allow you to focus on your strengths and yeah so that's how we raised funds now what did we do with that money uh so with that money over the the next one two years over 2019 i basically scaled up my operations really fast so uh, i went from that one home dining experience and one delivery kitchen to a total of six uh delivery kitchens uh, five to six delivery kitchens and over 40 people uh, we went from doing 10 15 people at home on a weekend to feeding 200 people a day uh via delivery uh we did caterings for 5000 plus people at a time in hyderabad in fact um so uh we really scaled our operations we standardized our our food we standardized the supply chain uh i built a very nice uh like uh, amazing management team okay who was working at half the salary they deserved and they brought in 10 plus years of experience so it it, it was an amazing journey and and the way we scaled up the bodhi kitchen yeah exactly and we we saw what what was happening and the the fame of bori kitchen went far and abroad um, in india and outside india so uh, and i also know that um, uh, 
before pandemic i mean through the pandemic you also have been affected i mean despite the fact that you were doing extremely well so how did you handle that as a person who was extremely busy individually personally and as an entrepreneur how did you handle both uh, both, uh, both these aspects of you during the pandemic what happened so the the pandemic hit us hard like it did any other fmb yes. business uh, yes. in fact in march when the lockdown kicked in uh, that was also the month i got married uh which was one very good thing that happened um and basically i was in this mental space where i i it, it was very similar to 2016 when i was when i i found out i'm bankrupt because i had outstanding tax liabilities uh uh that i decided that he had quit uh tbk the same thing happened in 29 in 2020 2020 and uh, yeah um and i was like hey now maybe it's time to just call it quits let's give up uh spoke to the investors i mean they were very understanding considering the situation and so on and so forth and i was really about to do that when uh, actually zabia my wife my my uh head of operations and production kadir they all kind of came together and they said that why don't we keep it going yeah. you know maybe there's a, a sort of a, a positive spin to this uh it's all always about looking for the positive maybe there's an advantage out here which is that now we are not chasing scale you know we can't we want to chase scale we want to scale up we want to build valuation we want to raise the next round of funding but we can't the circumstances just don't allow for it um uh so what if we go back to our roots what if we take tbk back to the time when we were only feeding 20 people a week but damn good food authentic food tremendous variety it was about evangelizing the cuisine but we can't invite people home so let's do that through delivery so we pivoted completely so we went from this on demand delivery operation of doing 200 biryanis a day coming to your house within 30 40 minutes to um doing now roughly 15 20 orders a day uh but uh, instead of an average order value of 400 rupees it's 3000 rupees mm-hmm. you know instead of ordering and getting your food within 40 minutes you have to order a day in advance so suddenly my my kitchen team has that opportunity to put in all that creativity and passion they have and to the food because they don't have to now churn out food in 30 40 minutes they can yeah. actually give the customer so much more variety and act on that so that is where we are with uh how the pandemic hit us but still how we managed to turn that around so that is profit, like from a tbk point of view from a personal point of view uh uh even after doing that my personal goals weren't being met right so one of the reasons why i was scaling the bori kitchen so aggressively and i wanted to raise the next round is even personally i needed to grow i needed to make more money like for 5 years i had sacrificed uh my personal income so i had colleagues ex, uh, colleagues at google who were growing and exponentially making more money and i had actually degrown because of the uh, obvious uh, sacrifices i had to make for tbk uh, so when we moved into this consolidated version of the bori kitchen it also gave me an opportunity uh, where i suddenly had a lot of free time so i started consulting and and before i knew it one of the guys i was talking to uh, turned out to be mcdonalds so the entire mcdonald's south and west business under hardcastle it's the master franchise uh so so i got this opportunity where we get to keep the bori kitchen alive and 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 let it slowly get back on its feet and then see where it goes but at the same time i get to 
continue to uh, grow professionally uh, in terms of just learning more more accountability money salary and at the same time uh, i get to lo- apply everything i've learned at the bodhi kitchen but with the amazing infrastructure that mcdonald's has to offer as head of digital sales so it's it's like i am so grateful for the situation i'm in right now considering everything that's happening in the world uh, so i'm lucky and 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 uh, i have to make the most of that yeah and you have your book and i have my book yes so i get to uh, and that's by far the favorite project i have because the one thing i like doing is narrating stories uh, so with this book i get to do that and i've already started getting random feedback from people who just somehow got the book who are saying things like munaf you're inspiring us uh so i mean what more can i ask for in life absolutely can i just go come back to hyderabad you've been in hyderabad for a year what have you i mean since you are the chief eating of uh, what is see you were chief eating of officer that is right mm. the chief eating officer at uh, boris kitchen so what do you ha- what does the chief eating of officer at boris kitchen have to say about hyderabadi cuisine Hyderabad is one of my favorite cities okay in India uh in fact it might be my favorite city i love the the weather in the win- in, in the winters i love uh, your air quality at least when i was there uh i i feel the traffic the just general ambience and vibe of your city is phenomenal um uh, i lived out there for a year like i was saying in my first year at google uh, uh the food is definitely amazing uh i mean just the general uh, sort of you know they say the hand that's there in hyderabad behind the food clearly has uh, that nizami skill uh, which uh, uh, whatever you eat out there whether it's it's, it's a western fast food joint or it is just a, a classic indian restaurant or obviously a south indian restaurant it's it's it's, it's all good um it's got a very young vibe which is another thing i really like about it it's a lot more affordable than bombay which makes a big difference um but by far the best food i ate out there was at my jiji's house my aunt's house uh 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 she lives in um, a golconda crossroads yes uh and uh, uh i i i mean eventually i i got so succumbed by her food that i shifted to her house for the last six months that was that uh so yeah so clearly i think whoever is born raised in hyderabad whether you run a restaurant or you just cook food at your house you are talented <laughs> yes hyderabad is a place for good food yes but uh, we hope we also ha- have some restaurants here hopefully you scale up enough again after the pandemic <laughs> that you are here so how did you ensure and how do you ensure that the quality is maintained when you scale up is what i wanted to ask but i'll keep the question for aunt after pandemic maybe we'll meet again so but let me ask you um, what would you like to tell the youngsters uh, youngsters who because you still are young by that standard i mean you started very young and mm. you continue to be young when you've scaled up you've seen it all you've seen it go up down and then uh, mm. what next is what your plan is probably so you could tell us about what you would like to tell youngsters who are getting into business of food because that i mean pandemic or no pandemic business of food is so uh, what i'd like to tell them the one thing i'll, I'll i really believe in uh, so in, in the book i have interspersed it with samosa gyan okay which is basically yeah. these couple of lessons i have learned which might be useful for someone else uh, so one of my favorite samosa gyan statements is that um, don't fall in love with your idea as much as you fall in love with the idea of entrepreneurship 
So what that basically means is that entrepreneurship isn't just about starting a business and selling something. That's great, but it's actually a mindset. So tomorrow you could work in a company. I'm working in McDonald's as an entrepreneur. Uh, everything I do, every single day, the way I approach my work, the way I look outside my KPIs or even my role, if it means it solves the organization's larger objectives. Uh, my proactivity, my perseverance, my persistence, my enthusiasm—all of that is of an entrepreneur. So literally, I haven't changed when it comes to my approach towards work and my work ethic, and the quality of work I do, or even the kind of work I do. Uh, whether it was at the Bori Kitchen or McDonald's, so you need to know that, uh, and uh, don't use employment as an excuse to not be an entrepreneur. Just make sure that whatever company you work for and whatever role you work in, it allows you to be an entrepreneur. That's how I would approach it. Yeah, amazing. In fact, it was very interesting talking to you. Thank you so much, Manav. I think your book is very interesting. I have already read it, and I suggest that everyone who is into entrepreneurship. who wants to do something in the food and who loves food should read it thank you so much yes. that means a lot yes chef luck in everything else you do and uh, yes you are on soon thank you bye bye and you are listening to handi talks a food media company hope to see you soon with another exciting guest until then stay safe stay healthy and you are listening to handi talks a food media company